Where'd you get that fun mug? I'm Dylan Gott. I'm John Hastings. I'm currently in a full rage. I was given a hotel room, no toilet. Do you understand? You understand? Browbeating, kind John of... Brow beat them into giving him Wi-Fi. This week we're talking about... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ubaga. Patreon not needed. I browbeat people getting things for free. Hit the fucking... Are we going Screamo or New Metal today for our theme, Dylan? Ooh, I think in honor of Kid Rock, it's fucking all New Metal, baby. It's all New Metal all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the New Metal theme while Dylan and I eye contact jack off. Yeah. Jump, jump. It's the wrestling review, y'all. Jump. The wrestling review. Jump. With my boy, John Hastings. John Hastings open his bitch. And I do Dylan God, bro. Dylan God. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. What a theme song, John. I have a full wallet chain stuck up my ass. It's very good. That's how you That's very That's you how know what you I connect just with a man through new metal. You connect wallet Dylan, chains through your butts. Do you want to know what I did? I just told a woman, guess what? I sponsor you. And I spray painted my uh, my Twitter handle at the John Hastings Honor, which is one of the many things from the late nineties and early two thousands <laughs> we don't talk about, which was spray painting was a woman. So much just spray painting corporate messages on hot ladies. Oh, that is that woman a person? What? No, an she's example. a billboard. Any watch any box? I so only think of the NWO. I I only am thinking of like I'm not in the same putting out of spray paint. Like they would literally put like a um, the big one was boxing. Like the ring girls would have like yeah. golden casino boys, like like airbrush painted on her body, and it was it always stuck with me of like this is wild. We're at the. Boxing just- does something to women that even the UFC, like the UFC, are like, "Hey, look at these women! They all have identities. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like millions of followers on Instagram. We talk about them all the time. We'll put their handle on stage. Good for on good for them, you know. And then boxing is like, here's four women. They're stuck together. Don't tell I mean, them that food is a thing. I'm only half. I mean, I'm a quarter way through uh, a deal with the devil, the bad sports documentary about boxing in Las Vegas about fe- a female boxer. Pardon me, and uh, it shows a f- the first female fight on a uh, Mike Tyson card, and like even the commentators are like, I don't agree with this. I don't like it. Yeah. They're gross. It's, like you can say that. Like, what they, do, why do they have their clothes on? Yeah, yeah, like yum, Jack. Yum. Jack Nicholson's in the crowd and he's holding bear spray because he's like, what if one of them has their pyramid period? Because <laughs> no one thought about this. Yeah, They're no. animals. And you know, who was another animal, I guess you go made, ahead. Uh... Nope. He was not. He was a man. He was a man named Ed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about a guy who I until today thought was like a shitty, bad Vince McMahon, stupid character filled with shit. Guess what? He isn't. He's actually just a nice man who loves wrestling. I'm going to say it. He's my favorite member of the NOA family. Really? After The Rock, uh, Roman Reigns, and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me that he's Rikishi's brother. It's so weird. The Samoan, that Samoan family seems like they really have a lot of ex-wives. Like it, With the amount of like, this is my brother, he's 15 years older than me, I'm like, yeah, you all got the same dad. I would like to meet all your moms. And by the way, I'm saying that as a man whose brother is... 18 years younger than he is. So I, I game recognizes game. Gentleman recognizes gentleman. That family looks like uh, it's got a man at the top who likes to, and I'm, I'm going to speak scientifically now, 
jizz with no domes. That's what it seems like. That's what's like. I think if the Annoy family in Samoan means uh, no condom, no problem. Yeah, I don't. I I will say this, and maybe you'll lose it in the metaphor. His naked penis spurts at women, and it makes babies. It's <laughs> pretty. Are there any women in this family, by the way? No, this is what this goes to my point because I couldn't figure goes, out uh, another. Yeah, that felt like a main eventer. Uh, oh no, that's like, an uso. What I feel like is he jizzes and then he's just tapping the door frame. You know what I mean? Just a little like, <laughs> like one of these, just kind of. And they're all. Let me say this. I think I don't think this is focused on enough. Every Samoan except for the Rock, amazing splash. The Rock is the only one that can't do an amazing splash, and he is the biggest star in Hollywood. So what does that say? It, what it does say is either Keep you, either you, either you Cornette's got it splash right. wise, or uh, Cornet is right. Also, Cornette's I'd like right. to say this about the Rock: best, best person at doing the sharpshooter I've ever seen. You know what? He got better at it. I will say that. Oh yeah, he got so much better at. It. But no, and here, never forget this. And it, this keeps me warm at night. Bret Hart. Not the innovator of the sharpshooter. That is yeah. Sting. And yeah. Bret Hart, I guarantee, if you want to see a man full cry and shit his pants, just say that to him. Bret, how do you feel that Sting stole your finishing move? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't steal. I mean, he says in his book that Conan showed it to him. Mm, yeah, I don't believe his book. Actually, that's I not true. I, be- I-, I believe I believe it because he's like, oh, actually, that actually he's like oh i need a finisher and needs to be a submission and then conan showed me the sharpshooter like it wasn't even he was like oh sting's move is cool he was like i need a submission and then conan was like here's one no it's great but we're not talking about bret hart we're talking about edward smith fatu who was born march 8th 1973 in Ooh. american samoa to vera and solafa fatu senior vera that's right i gotta tell you i want to know more about vera uh, his his sister, his mother Vera, was the sister of Afa and Sika of the Wild Samoans. Fuck yeah, two guys. Do you think it's like an island thing? Do you think they're all cousins? Be I think honest. it's a wrestling thing, and they are not. I think it's a wrestling thing, and this information not be real. No, well, because The Rock is not a cousin of Roman Reigns. They just say that. No, they are. They're in the same family. I don't think they actually are. I think that's an invention. No, they're in the same family. They're just cousins. They're distant cousins. Like, if they wanted to, they could fucking bang. Then they're not... Co- okay, I'm looking this up because I don't think... Don't follow any WWE.com articles that say they're cousins. Oh, yeah, no. Um. <laughs> All right, while you're doing that, I'm going to talk more. So, Umaga essentially was only made to go into wrestling, and that's what he did. At 20... No, it wasn't even 20. No, this is the worst years time to try and look this up. I can't. Every article is WWE because they're building towards Rodney, uh, Roman Reigns, The Rock at WrestleMania. Rodney? I thought you were going to be like, they're building towards the oh. series on Rodney King. They're doing a slow burn on Rodney King. Vince just learned what Rodney King was, and he's like, that's great. Yeah. Every And every pitch meeting, he's like, Edge is attacked by four police, and then we burn out. <laughs> but he's too much of a man to take it. Here's what we do. Yeah. Shades of gray. Yeah, yeah. Is it what him we do, or the system? Yeah, what we do is we make sure that everyone thinks the cops were right, and then I'm I'm dad. I'm the dad. <laughs> Once again, 
Wrestling fans can't do subtlety. Muhammad Hassan. Anyway, they I literally mean, did I give the, ar- the fans the chance, and they're like, all right, horrible terrorist heel. And everyone's like, that's ridiculous. Why are they doing that? And they're like, we literally showed to where we're like, this guy going, hey, you know what? I've been uh, stereotyped at airports, and everyone was like, good. That's one of the worst ones. That and them booing Al Sharpton and cheering Jack Swagger, I would say, are like, ooh. Oh, that's I watch, wild. I watch bad things. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I mean, Which is during the, the time is, of Umaga. But here's the thing with Al Sharpton. Is Al Sharpton is a reprehensible human being, but what he stands for is very good. And that's my real problem with Al Sharpton. Because Al Sharpton, and I mean this. Your problem is what he stands for. No. I don't like his hair. <laughs> okay. Just hair. I also, yeah, I also how like, dare he mock us bald men with that hair? That's right. Exactly. Alan. I assume his name is Alan. Imagine calling Al Sharpton Alan. Alan. Hello. Hello. Salut, Alain. <laughs> Salut. Uh, Salut, Alain. Sharpton. That reminds me uh, of a great I, joke Chris Robinson has about, like, uh, he's in Montreal and he's a black man and they go don't go down that street there's a lot of gangsters on that street and he's like I will never be scared of French gangsters what am I going to do walk by and they're like salut 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes fun of their stupid accents that's right I know where the joke was going and I knew why you liked it because it was making fun of someone that wasn't you speaking of uh, no, wasn't they you. Said, he said fucking French words in a dumb French voice you could use um, that. Anyway, I'm covered in peanut butter. Let's talk about uh, Umaga. And by the Umaga end of this seems podcast, like a great guy. I'm he tri- my dog to lick all of it off. That's right. Dylan is covered in peanut butter, and by covered it means just his asshole. He's just stolen a dog mm. from his neighbor and yeah. trained the dog to lick I his steal asshole. Dogs. I take him. I rent them. I go. Can I rent this dog? And they say, "What does that <laughs> mean?" I say, "I got some peanut butter in 20 minutes. My kids asleep." And then I go, "Ooh, ooh, 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 chocolate and peanut butter." I want to know in American Samoa if this family is like considered like a like the Kardashians of American Samoa, or they're or, just weirdos. They're like why, or why? just weirdos. It, yeah, like I why, feel like it's why you just get a mechanic in there. Not everyone has to die of pills. Did you have a family at your school growing up where like there was like eight brothers and they were all sons of bitches, and like the entire school was just like oh these fucks. We had two of those families. Phenomenal. That's right breeding families no there was no there was okay so there was a family and the thing was they have a street named after them and they are directly linked to the hell's angels so no one ever really fucked with them but also their daughter was like the nicest person i've met and legitimately a a angel so it was like watch out for that family they're a bunch of fucking motherfuckers. They'll fucking steal all your shit and kill you. And then their daughter was like, hi, I brought pencils for everybody. And I was like, okay, well, something is adding up here. The best version of that is Jim Brewer's dad was like a crazy high-level World War II veteran. And Jim Brewer's town had one of those families. And Jim Brewer's bike got stolen by them. And he stole it back. And then they came to his house to beat him up. And they came at like 10 o'clock. And they're like, Jim, come out here. Give us back your bike. And Jim Brewer's dad apparently walked. This is why I'm telling this story, because Dylan's going to love this part. Walked out and grabbed one of them by the chest meat of his torso and held him close and went, you pick which one of you dies first. And then <laughs> threw him off the porch. And then mm. they ran away and called the police. And like, and, he, and this is why 
the world is the way it is. That entire family, uh, like till like he's like, I still live in that town. That entire family now known as the wussies because you called the cops on an old man. It's like he grabbed one of them. He grabbed a child by the chest meat and then threatened to kill him. You used to be able to beat up kids. Of course, especially you could. like this is the weird math you do when like when we started to stand up, you go to a legion and it was like World War Two veterans. And you're like, you might not find me funny. And that hurts because like you obviously we're going to pay the ultimate sacrifice and watch your friends die in the trenches for uh, mm. to fight against fascism. And now I guess guys our age who go to a legion and do some crappy gig when they first start out like, yeah, I guess you really fought for our freedoms in Afghanistan. <laughs> yep. Dylan right there going after the brave men and women that went to Afghanistan. Here's the thing to take away. If you're a veteran, stay away from Dylan because he will take the coffee <laughs> off your chest and he will go, I don't like poems. Um, also, by the way, to hey, I've seen Black know, Hawk Down. I know exactly what happened over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Black exactly. Hawk Down and I turned it off. Boring. You're boring. You did? <laughs> the only movie <laughs> no, I've ever left exciting. was Master and Commander. It was like a bunch what? of fucking. I left. Yeah, the Russell Crowe Master and Commander movie. Was I find like, that movie very good. It is. It's slow I as. Guess fuck. you just did Ritalin, because uh, like I remember being like, my friend, me and my friend James were there, and we were like, oh, and I remember him going, I get it. There was a goddamn boat, and then we, <laughs> and then we just left and watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was pretty dope. That's pretty fucking sick. We were like, oh, yeah. And then we were standing up the whole time. We were like, oh, yeah, fucking take, take your dick out. And then yeah. the guy never takes his dick out. So, like, no stars on that one. You also kept shouting. They were like, where's the boat in this movie? I want to see a boat movie, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to see a boat, too. Texas Boat Massacre, bitch. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys know this about young young Dylan called everyone and everything a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. yeah. I was really into Chappelle. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were, bro. I was Dave Chappelle now, but then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not funny. Um, there you go. No, I told the truth. And say, if you couldn't I handle just... it, I went to my high school and explained they were wrong. Yeah. Um, I just no, I know. am funny. I have a speech prepared. Sorry, we're getting very, very off track. Here's what's on track. Umanga, um, 18 years old, he's a wrestler. Really another guy who... Of course. No choice. Would he have been better to play pro football? I don't think so. I think that he just got addicted to painkillers because he was in that special time where it's like he had to wrestle. He had to wrestle that like almost like an indie style, but his body's fucking massive, so it took it's more also- of a toll on him. It's also, this is the weird thing, and I just know this now living in America as someone who earlier this year had to take a severe amount of Oxycontin, and now they know how to explain, tell you, use that painkiller. In 2001, I think it's what, 99, 2000, Purdue Pharmaceutical starts pumping out Oxycontin for everything. So if you're a guy working, you're a guy capable of working Brian Danielson's style, um, but mm-hmm. you are the size of Dylan Gott and John Hastings combined. You are going to have some aches and pains, meaning a doctor is going to prescribe you hillbilly pharmaceutical heroin to take it. And now you're hooked on. Like, it's one of those things where it's the saddest thing. Cause why I just was reading do, it going, why do they do that? Like, I mean, money. I can I, explain. So it was, ooh. it was, as I understand it, it was to maximize profits because they were aware that it would cause extreme perfect pain relief. And at the highest levels, they also knew they were just selling heroin. Mm-hmm. What also no one talks about is the Sattler family and Purdue Pharmaceutical had always done this. All they ever did was just take yeah. one type of medicine and just be like, let's just make it faster. And they did that with Oxycontin. 
Yeah, I listened to uh, another podcast. I want to get the name right because part some of the episodes are. So what you got to do is listen Joe to ones that are about Rogan the, experience. Is the Joe Rogan experience. Um, I think it's called the Ben Shapiro show. No, the, called, yeah, is it called Louder with Crowder? Oh yeah, no, actually, it's called uh, Hitler and Goebbels chopping it up. They have a they have a good that's podcast. The, that's studio. the other name for this show. That's the other name for this show. Chuck on being Gerbils chopping it up. Chuck on being Gerbils. Chuck on being Gerbils. Change it to Chuck on being Gerbils. Chuck just for one day. Just one. The worst April Fool's prank. The Hitler's and Gerbils review. Oh no! No context. Rest of the review. He's about to just have an orgasm off of just. I'm Hitler. You're Gerbils. You're Gerbils. I'm Hitler. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. It's called Swindle. Yeah. yeah. And what you got to do is about listen Hitler? to the, this is the podcast about how Hitler, I mean, everybody's Uh-oh. got pencils have erasers. That's what it's called. But it's called Swindled. And uh, they do an episode about Procter and Gamble and just how like roundly evil they are and um, how like they released a tampon that they knew would cause toxic shock syndrome. And they were like, nah, it's, that's fine. Yeah. And then like a yeah, bunch but- of people died and they were like, wait a minute. Uh, how about this? How about maybe you're a slut? Like someone yeah. tried to sue them for because their wife died, and he was like, "Well, check it out. Your pussy was too fucking big for our fucking tampons. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what happened. Probably got lost up in there with a bunch of coins and dust and shit." Instead of paying you for your wife that we definitely killed, I'm just gonna tell a bunch of people your hog so big you killed your wife. How about that? Well, you know what actually the cause of death was. I don't. Okay, so she actually stepped outside her message, fell, fell in love with a woman, and then Eric Bischoff was upset at that. Umaga killed her. Oh, yes. Okay, so Umaga is um, trained at the Wild Samoans uh, wrestling facility. He's trained he by his family. Imagine He's that. trained by his family, which means is, hey, did I he would ha- like to be. If you're in the NOI family, do you have to get trained? I also don't think he had a choice is the thing okay. I kind of realized with this. is It's sort of it's like a family like, business. Yeah. What am I going to do? You're going to go and try and be as good as uh, Roman Reigns. Bye-bye. I actually will say I think Umaga, pound for pound, is he's so much better, a better wrestler that gives, gets any credit. Like, it just says like, he's fantastic. He's essentially the last. If he had been Hulk Hogan's big monster, they could have kept the belt on Hulk Hogan for WrestleMania 8. Like, it was he is so he is everything that is good about wrestling now in terms of the impact in the ring, but so nostalgic to the 1980s, which, and it's so weird is he didn't, I didn't like him when he was around. It was only now looking at him again, being like, this is fucking fun, isn't it? Me too. But the problem is, so here's the thing that I like. So the, we should talk about the three minute warning first, him and Rosie, who, I mean, we should do a deep dive on at one point because Rosie literally is like, Hey, you're huge and intimidating. And then he follows the Vince McMahon thing where it's like, hey, you're huge and intimidating, but also you're not that good, so your new character is, you got a small dick and you hang out with this loser. Um, he becomes uh, Shane Helms' sidekick as the Hurricane. Of course but he does. Super they do, Rosie. They do three-minute warning, and three-minute warning gets like this crazy push, and I mean, I really liked it. I love it. I remember it. watching it and being like, Well, it gave you your favorite phase. segment of all time. Well, this is the next phase of the Samoans. They're not, and this is a funny thing. I was like, they're not doing the, this guy was found in the jungle and he's insane, so he needs a handler. It's just these two dudes who dress like normal for the time. I mean, they were wearing like leather versions of what people would wear, 
but they're like wearing streetwear and they're pissed. That's it. It was great. All you need them was- to do is be two fucking huge dudes. But here's yeah, what I, mean, I also liked is they didn't look like the WWE. Usually WWE goons are like evolution. It's literally like it's like, hey, we're the guys on the football team that uh, hmm. definitely will be brought down because of allegations. Um, <laughs> while three minute warning literally looked like little shitty bullies and they Not were little. being bossed around by a little fucking nerd, Eric yeah. Bischoff. It was so good. Like, it was so good. But why, and though? Like, the there, best there part of it all. Why. Sorry. The best part of it all is the Billy and Chuck feud. Because Billy and Chuck are, are they are wrestlers who are in love with each other. There are two men who are in love with each other. WWE gets an award from Glad, and how they end it is three, Eric Bischoff dresses up like an old man and has three-minute warning attack them. And then three minute warning beats them in the blow off match. Like handily. unsung great acting by Eric Bischoff in that segment. But Eric Bischoff does not get the credit he deserves of being the greatest heel of he's a better heel mm. than Vince McMahon ever was. Ever. It's true. Like you watch him, you watch any clip of him coming out with the NWO, he sucks and you hate him. Like mm. Vince McMahon, they could be like, well, sometimes The Undertaker took it too far. If The Undertaker murdered Eric Bischoff's family live on SmackDown and it was the easy E Eric Bischoff of the NWO or general manager Eric Bischoff. You're like, that family is in a desert place. They're away from this smarmy, rude man. Well, because Vince McMahon, his character was like the evil version of the guy who introduced, we're doing a Patreon on SummerSlam 90 coming up and it's like, He's the evil version of the guy who introduced SummerSlam 90, where he's like, I'm mad at uh, Stone Cold. Whereas Eric Bischoff was just a very believable, like, uh, I'm five foot six and uh, I can't help it if I stare at your wife's tits, baby. They're just out yeah. there. If, uh, if you don't want me to try and have an affair with your wife, maybe you shouldn't have married a person with a hole that my penis goes into. Uh huh. <laughs> and. Then you listen to Eric Bischoff talk on his podcast, and it's like, oh, that's just who he is. Yeah, that's the other best part is now he's just the old version of that. Also, here's a fun game if you guys do listen to 83 Weeks, which I occasionally will pop in on. He mentions that he lives in Montana every episode. I love how – Dylan, we should. Dylan, let's start. Let's know what we should do. I feel like your wife and family will never go for this, but you would love to live in solitude in a compound. And I say we just get adjoining Woods Compounds. I've uh, I've pitched it a lot, moving to Nova Scotia, where you can get a three-story house with a hot tub on top for three hundred thousand Canadian dollars, and that's not that's not bad. I still There's no industry. We need to make this podcast much better. Oh, so that people. If listen Dylan to it does and, this plan, attention Patreon. Let's pick it up. But luckily, <laughs> one oh a God. day. If this fl- if this light happens, one a fucking day. A day. I mean, that plan will never happen. You're. No. Um, you are married to a ethnicity that only exists in Toronto, as far as I'm concerned. They must stay mm. in Toronto f- to maintain their power. <laughs> they must stay in Toronto for the. You must. Uh, it's like you are married. You like married into a an crab e- out of Australia. It could ruin exactly the right ecosystem. Yeah, you 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 are married into East East Toronto Mediterranean people, and they yeah. must ex- they must remain in Toronto. You put a Mediterranean person from East Toronto into Halifax, Nova Scotia. They are just the mayor now, and Yo, tourism yeah. is done because they need their time to think. 
40 minutes into you moving there, your wife will just be declared king of Nova Scotia. The woman is king. <laughs> She's taking over. Anyway. Who's um, this quiet, smiling man? Mm. <laughs> so three-minute warning. Uh, we should say that um, all of their highlights now are jarring. Like, uh, they beat up Mae Young. They beat up. Yeah. So the HLA segment where two women are going to kiss and then you posted this on Twitter. This is wild. I did you know the other thing about this that so those are both wrestlers, of course. And um, the one girl, the girl that gets kicked first, had food poisoning, and she was like, "Well, we'll do this, and no matter what, as long as they don't, as long as he kicks me in the face, we're good." And then, like obviously, Jamal, who was Umaga's character at the time kicked her in the fucking chest and just like cracked a rib pretty much like they murdered these women yeah this was something that jim ross has talked about on their podcast of the umaga which was he was that that was a tag team that i had to settle down a little bit and he goes now everyone's going to talk about this this is something we had to do with a lot of people this was a big problem the problem is is that three minute warden is so crystallized in that era is that everyone remembers it and thinks of them like yeah they're the problem yeah, is they're they were 20 this is the thing is they're 20, they, they're, they're 20, they look 40, mm. and they were also sent out there to be bad guy goons and they're Samoans. So, like, everyone else discovers wrestling and then learns all the mythos and wants to go into wrestling. These poor, they at the, like, someone this was yelling. a mechanic to them. Like, they just some, like, all right, because I want to do wrestling. I don't know if I said it earlier, but it's like, I can't imagine a, a life <laughs> where it's like, hey, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm 18 and your, and your family's just like. You just go work in WWE. We all work there, and you're like, all right. Yeah, like it's a, it's the factory in the town to them. Yeah, which is so fucking weird. crazy. It is fucking. But that's the thing is the the problem is they're 20 because you know obviously everyone's like, oh, the APA they were really, they really, te- they beat up Public Enemy for the locker room, and and JBL would just write racist notes to people, and if they were mean about the racist notes, it was their fault because JBL is just a ribbing. He ribs everybody by dressing up as a ghost and burning a big T on your lawn. That was a big rib. But yeah, these guys are twenty, and then they lay their shit in to make it look good. I have, here's my question: JBL, no excuse he say for anything? smoking a woman in the chest while she, <laughs> let alone while she had food poisoning. Hang on, hang on, like, or is there? answer is no. <laughs> oh, this week. The, the answer is no, Dylan. That's going to be our Charlie Rose style show. What? The answer is no? With Dylan Gott and John Hastings? <laughs> no. The answer is no. <laughs> so, so he eventually has to leave the WWE over. They don't exactly say it, but it was rumored that it was a bar fight, which I choose to believe because it is 2002, which means that someone is calling um, uh a Samoan person, a very rude word for someone who believes in the tenets of Islam. And if you are a 22-year-old named Ed Fatu, you're going to bite someone's face. Like You have to also understand yeah. that I, there are other family businesses reminding everyone how tough we are. Mm-hmm. So that means some motherfuckers are going to get fucking punched. And the other thing is you're, tw- you're as big as a house. You're partying every day probably. And you're 20. What at what the point he is? He's like let go by the he's, time he's 20. Yeah, he's let. He's born in 73. No, he's let go by the time he's 30. Oh, he's 30. Sorry, I fucked up. Yeah, so he's 30. The, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Then yeah, he, you should not be beating yeah. the shit out of people. At, he heads to TNA, which is wild. I don't remember this at all. 
buddy, helping he, uh, de- he was with helping... Sonny Siaki, who they tried to get out. They were like, he kind of looks oh, like yeah. The Rock. He's The Rock, too. And everyone was like, no, absolutely not. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is up there with when they had The Pope. Do you remember The Pope? A wrestler so bad, yes. they just made him a color commentator. The Pope? The Pope was good on the mic, though. He was yeah. very good on the mic. It worked out, but it fucked Elijah me. Burks. I mean, it's insane to me TNA is still around. Like, if you had told me, like, TNA just fucking will not die. Like, <laughs> TNA Impact Wrestling has outlived Ring of Honor, ladies and gentlemen. Ring of Honor is still around, but I know what you're saying. No, it's not. It's not coming back. Maybe? I think that they always will just because they have that weird brand name recognition. And they could also, like, WWE could buy Ring of Honor and just, like, here's our fucking new NXT. NXT is for our show, but then it's like they would just make everyone lose. They would make all the Ring of Honor guys lose once a year to the NXT 2.0 guys. And then, like, be like, I'm sorry, I ever thought I was stronger than you, and cry. They would take everything yeah. from them in the ring. <laughs> and in this corner, a fitness model. Vince McMahon has taught what a hammer lock is not. <laughs> so ah. he goes to TNA for a year. He's, I mean, by all accounts, he's really fucking flying high on whatever booze and somas and shit that he's doing at that time. He goes to All Japan for two years, and All Japan is really where most people say this guy learns how to really, really wrestle, and um, he's and then comes back as Umaga, and he's like fully, he's amazing now. And it's so weird because Umaga, like Bobby Lashley and Umaga, sort of have this like a similar problem in that, like looking back, they were fucking great, but like at the time, everyone was like, yawn, yawn. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy that like because this was also Umaga was a character. You know what? Can we take a break and talk about Umaga because it's gonna be the rest of the show? Yeah. Okay. We really we're gonna take a Dylan. break, Dylan. We can do that. Hmm. We're gonna take a break. Come back. Talk about Umanga. Break me off a piece of that, Dylan. Got. Hey everybody. I know you're all thinking. Why is Dylan walking away from the screen if I watch this on Patreon? Well, that's because Dylan want, doesn't want to be here to thank all of the people that contribute to our Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season. We all have gifts. Why not buy us a gift by subscribing to our Patreon? You get a bonus episode. You get our love and our affection. You get the video version of the podcast. Really fun. You get to see how frustrated I am having to do the video every week for you guys, which is fun because I'm suffering. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we truly thank you from the bottom of our hearts for uh, contributing to the Patreon. It means that we can continue to do this show without losing money um and it's something dylan and i both really enjoy doing and we appreciate your time uh and listening and your money for uh helping us pay for researchers and technology and all that sort of stuff we love you goodbye all right let's go dum dum so it's umaga umaga is essentially the it's kamala but his manager likes cigars and he sucks but here's the biggest thing about umaga is they it's too old school of a gimmick for this era looking back it was so fucking good because he was basically just he was essentially just brock lesnar with uh you know less racism but (laughs) it just didn't quite work because of um the vibe of the character felt outdated in the moment, but looking back through the lens of hindsight actually is very fun. Repeat the same point again, John. Okay, I will. I get what you're saying. Um, it ended up working just because they were like, no, this is going to work. And this is also the time where we talked We talked about this on our Chris Masters episode. This is very much like 
oh, they're just going to like go back to what worked. It's funny because they're basically doing this now. They're basically yeah, they going are. like, okay, well, we tried all this like weird indie stuff. Now we're just going to try big characters again. Um, guys from the WWE system like Umaga, guys who have a lineage within the industry. Well, but they, it is working and it's not. It's working in that it's something that's on television. It's not working in that a huge portion of their audience has has left them or like they don't have the social media market share that they once did. That's very much AEW and they're being compared to AEW at every turn. What's very interesting is in the 2000s, they kind of did this to themselves because the WCW invasion was so bad. They just kind of went like, they kind of took that as a like, see, we beat them. Now we're the best. We can do whatever mm -hmm. we want. And Vince McMahon's whatever we want is, I just want to see a really muscly guy beat up monsters. I'm the muscly guy. The monsters are my stepdads. Umaga is my stepdad. <laughs> yeah, that was Umaga's first name was uh, Steve. And it's also so clearly it's Jim Ross is burnt out because it's like he's giving a Terry Gordy finish. He's so a Jim Ross wrestler. He's a tough guy, but he also looks like he likes barbecue. Like it's just something about this. It's like Jim Ross's fingerprints is on all parts of. Um, well, it's a classic WWE gimmick. It's a Samoan savage who's like they've tr they try this gimmick every two years. And this guy's like, he's just another head shrinker that's what i when i came out i was like the head shrinkers were like 10 years ago aren't we past this because that's what i was saying like um when he was jamal and they were in jamal and rosie i thought okay this is a good evolution of like these are actual people that are well, it's exactly that. It's, it, it's so funny because it's like they were like we, they took one step forward and then he got into a bar fight and they're like um uh oh actually he's probably better if we just treat him like we always treat anyone that isn't a white gentleman and they were like what and he's like yeah he's basically just a bear yeah but racism book uh and here it yeah, is. yeah 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 yeah, exactly but vince mcmahon if if you yeah they take one step back and then they take you know one step forward 300 years step back he's from an island that's not north america he must be a savage boy his finisher is that he cooks the people alive well we can't yeah. do that no we can it's the ruthless aggression era yeah, yeah jobbers really die oh my god the ruthless aggression era is everyone what i feel like about right now in wrestling is that someone was like imagine you missed the ruthless aggression era and be like wait what and it's like you're gonna. I'm like, do I miss the weird summer of punk they did in the WWE? And it's like, no one will miss that. No one will miss that. <laughs> well, so we should say this about Umaga though. He's amazing at playing the character. Like he makes oh. the character work. It's like he gets this like old trite gimmick. And the other thing that starts happening is uh, his manager Armando Alejandro Estrada starts getting over as a baby face because he starts rolling his R's. So they get him to stop doing that, which is funny because I listened to Jim Ross interview where he talks about Umaga's career and he says, oh, Armando didn't know how to be like a heel. And it's like, wouldn't the other way to look at that be let's he run with this dude as a baby face? Like maybe Umaga turns on him or maybe this guy has like a stable or something and not yeah or just not... accept that it, because it's getting over like i remember around this time that was like one of the fun parts of the show was playing along with him ruling his r's and he would make it go longer and longer and instead they're like oh that thing on the show that you liked is done now 
Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... It's okay. So, but it, what it is 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 it's a weird thing that I see people doing as they get older, which is something being adopted as popular. They kind of go like, "You see that happen because this person doesn't know how to do the actual job. They're not doing it right." Yeah, yeah. But it's like, no. N- n- the whole point of this is to get a reaction from the crowd. That guy's probably knows exactly what he's doing. He's getting a reaction from the crowd. Maybe you guys should just be like, "Why don't we try Umaga as a baby face?" You know, there are people might like it, but they don't. But do then it. you're you're kind or, of or you just have characters attack yeah. the shit out of that manager. Elmaga's fucking crazy. Like, what I'll never understand about the WWE is the WWE is handed so many obvious things where you're like, just do this. This is what the crowd wants, and they're like, all right, we're gonna do it. Nine months after anyone wants us to do it, or we'll never do it and blame the person whose fault it wasn't for why we didn't do it your your fault you're bad yeah. I was like what yeah i get you like so many things in wrestling like almost i wouldn't say almost everything but like a lot of things in wrestling just happen by accident like you know you think the ddt the way the ddt was jake says the way the ddt was invented he's he had a front face lock on a guy and then they fucked up and the guy kind of tripped over his own feet and I forget which wrestler it was, but he's like, I didn't invent the DDT. I just had the front face lock. The other guy invented it by laying there. And you imagine that, and then you imagine like that the DDT never gets invented because like, well, that's not the, what we wanted to do. So then we'll there would be no wrestling happened. in the Attitude Era. Do you understand that no match would end in the Attitude Era if there's no <laughs> DDT? No match ends. Yeah, every ECW's every ECW character's finisher was the DDT at one point. But what I'm saying is. This is exactly what WWE does is like keep in mind too this is 2005 and they're 4 years removed from getting oh no that's that's not what we want this is what we want We're, we remember what like huge rock you know you get a rock pop and an Austin pop on the sh- same show that's fucking insane like we're going to talk about SummerSlam 90 on the Patreon soon but it's like you look at the warrior pops and you look at Hogan pops and those were big, but they're not like Austin and rock. Like that's people losing their fucking mind. Well, it's because also the difference between ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin and the rock is Steve Austin and the rock were extensions of people you found, or more importantly, what 14 year old boys thought adulthood was going to be, which is either you're a guy in jean short. Give me a hell. Yeah. I got to get some beer. Don't like my boss. Or you're going to be a man in a objectionable shirt just sexing women. I'm going to be one of two things when I grew up, I always said. I said, I'm either going to be a man who owns a truck or a man who owns a shirt. But I won't be both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was the cool. It was both things that were cool when you were 14. Guy who drinks fucking beer or guy yeah. who just is like, that chick's fat. Yeah, fat people are bad, and I hate them. And it's like that's once again, good. you look back at a lot of the stuff the Rock does. I mean, the stuff about how expensive his clothes are is great, but like a lot of it's just like this bitch has a big pussy. Uh, not yeah. even that good. It's just like this bitch is fucking ugly. I wouldn't fuck yeah. her. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, get her, Rock. We all have t-shirts. Yeah, get on her. That she are was three sizes too big. Yeah, she stood there near you. That's bad. And Umaga is sort of like if they brought the Ultimate Warrior back to face Stone Cold Steve Austin, everyone would be like, no, this is really bad. 
Yeah, but uh, once again, he was amazing at playing the character. He really made it work, and he did it in spite of what people I wanted. I sort of disagree on him making it work in that. Watch that there Cena was a, versus Umaga match, man. We posted on he's Facebook. He's an amazing wrestler. In hindsight, I 100% agree with you. I'm talking about simply in the moment. I'm being a nitpicky ass. Simply in the moment. He is not up there. But he gets big spots. Like, he, uh, like yeah, he does get the Samoan spike as his finisher, which is not... Like I totally agree with you, which is like a really like like what this 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 I mean you can do it to anybody, and it it's exactly like the master lock. Oh, so we're doing a full Nelson now, but then like okay, how are you supposed to sell the spike, the Asiatic spike, as being as impactful as like some of the other moves on the show? Like this is Mr. the other Kennedy's problem. finisher at this point is the Packer plunge, which is he goes to the top rope. And does a um, like a flip fireman's carry where all his body weight lands on the guy, and then Umaga's finisher is he touches you with his thumb. My thumb yeah, stabs ma- you in the throat. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's again, Jim Ross is tired. Like again, Umaga's time is personified as Vince McMahon fell in love, and Jim Ross is tired. So Jim Ross wasn't there to be like, "All right, now son, what are you gonna do, dude? I'll drop kick." Instead, he was like, touch him with your thumb. You're Terry Gordy. You're Terry Gordy. I don't think he was tired. I think he was like, hey, we haven't used this finisher in a long time, and no one's used it on WWE TV ever. And it's like, it's not. This is a new, and this is what we said, but it bears repeating. This is a like a top level for this time wrestler, like one of the better wrestlers in this company, who his, um, I mean, he had a great run, but like, his potential was capped by the gimmick they gave him. That's right. Ooh, I don't, but I don't know because like this guy's not a promo or anything. So like, how? What other gimmick do you give him, really? Um. I yeah, so. I mean, you just you, he's tough boy. You literally just have him be called Angry bus driver. Literally just have him be called Umaga and don't make it so he's a silent tribal warrior. Just call him Umaga. Same shorts. You just have him walk out and be like, I'm here to hurt people. This is the other thing the WWE, because they want to appear Or to puts kids. the face paint on, kind of like what they did with Batista, where he puts the face paint on for the match, but backstage he's like, just like a yeah. normal dude. But then, you know, I pay honor to my heritage when I'm in the ring, but I'm fucking normal as hell after. Wait, when did Batista put fucking face paint on? Well, Batista's character was that he was the animal. So in the ring, he was the animal and he went crazy. But backstage, he was cunning like an animal. When did he wear face paint, though? He never did. So you just made that up? I fake newsed it. No, I just meant like like Batista was, where the character was that he was smart like an animal, but also ferocious like an animal because he's the animal. I And I mean this, Dylan. I hate you and I hate that metaphor and I want you to stop. I want to I really? punch you. In, yeah, I want to do this. Ooh, I got to punch you. I want to go like this with your... I want this. I just want to mm-hmm. go like that to your Ooh, face. Ooh, that's how you punch. That's how you punch. That's nice. Uh, so Umaga, you know who's his first match Ooh. against in WWE? Ooh, Ooh Umaga. Ooh, my notes are over here. Cool. Uh, I was gonna say what? I know Co- Umaga. Umaga won. A, Umaga went oh, on a Bill wow. Goldberg like fucking winning streak. Yeah, he went on winning streak, culminating in, of course, the great, great match with him and John Cena, where. You watch that match, and you're like, fuck, I guess you got to add Umaga to the people that made John Cena a babyface, because people fucking love John Cena in that match yeah. against Umaga. They only started hating John Cena once he was like, it was like, all it's right, other it's side of, I think it's I think it's other side of WrestleMania 23. WrestleMania 23, WrestleMania 22, 
21, 22, 23, almost WrestleMania 24, which I think is is that the big time one? I don't know. Those WrestleManias are the weird sort of like, wow, these shows are really good, and yet no one remembers this being a fun time in wrestling. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's sort of what it was like, is you look back on that time and you're like, yeah, Cena was a really good baby face and everyone loved him. And then they didn't move past it for another 10 years. They just never cycled him out. They were like, no, no man. This guy's fucking a Marine who loves rap. I mean, I still, I and I want you all to just go watch. You've never seen, John Cena's never been more concerned about any opponent until he accidentally acknowledged Taiwan as a country and then had to go on social media. <laughs> and I didn't know what he did. That's all he did was like, like, Taiwan's a country and everyone's like, what the fuck? And he's like, or it's not, I don't know. Yeah, that's all he did. And then he was suddenly on television speaking the slowest Chinese I've ever seen in my life. Well, he wakes up at 3 a.m. every day to teach himself Chinese. It's insane. Or Mandarin, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. He's he's the white rock where it's like no one's rooting for him. Yeah, he is the white rock and no one is excited. He's like, I'm going to my iron sanctuary. Everyone, shut up, Florida boy. Yeah, where I guess the rock, the rock's dad was like, oh, I had some substance abuse problems that I came out the other end. What's John Cena's dad? I'm an indie wrestling promoter. You all owe me five bucks. Everything. You know what? You are not going to see even the breakfast table. John, you know what you're going to see? Not the fucking money I owe you. John, I booked your mom for breakfast, but she no-showed. That's a nice way of saying we're divorced now. Nah, nah, nah. Indie wrestling. You have to put up the ring, and that means build the table. Nah, nah, nah. John, here's a shoot. I need 80 bucks right now for no reason. (laughs) Let me have a little shoot with you, John, and drop the gimmicks. I cry every day. Do you remember questions with the champ where they would just send John Cena questions and they put it up on as a video on WWE.com? It was no. the other weekly program they had along with uh, Tim White's week uh, lunchtime suicide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which outside of that is super funny, but it, they did it on a wrestling website. I mean, it's insane that they did it. And it's insane that it took so long for everyone to be like, this is terrible. And they're like, yeah. So we're gonna keep making it for a while, though. It's like, no. I think on a sketch show, everyone thinks that's funny, but on WWE.com, it's very weird. They were like, "Hey, this is a completely PG product, but also this like short guy's gonna try and commit suicide every day, but he's bad at it. It's every single ridiculous. day." So Umaga, once he's done with John Cena, what happens, John? What's the fucking next fucking thing he fucking does? The next thing he shit? fucking does is he. Are you ready for this? Uh, Dylan, he reforms three minute warning, but now all they do is hot lesbian action with each other. That's actually not true. What he does is, is that's uh, what they do. They reform three minute warning, but instead of on TV, they do it off TV, and it's always women. And it's hot. It is the Intercontinental it's Championship hot. and the build towards the Battle of the Billionaires, I believe, is the last that's, two things that That's happened. it. Yep. He, um, he is fighting. But you're on missing the side one thing is he, on the he baby also, face Donald Trump. That's right. The baby face Donald Trump. The baby face Donald Trump. That's the only time Vince McMahon has had anything ever in common with the Repub- uh, with the Democrats. Also, thing to remember is he also feuded with Eugene. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is a. So that was an early odd feud, which is insane because it's like, hey. This handicapped guy is going to get beat up by this fucking <laughs> monster. monster. <Is> that okay? <laughs> Eugene's character was, I really like wrestling. And, and Umaga's, Umaga's character, character was, was I'm here. Out. Yeah, I'm here to kill you. And they were like, 
Sounds good. You know what? This is really going to... Any kids that are watching the show are going to be completely scarred. That's dope. Yeah, but that's which is how, cool. That's how he got over as such a heel, guaranteed. He's got over as a heel. They're like, well, fucking kill it, Eugene. And then Cena saves him, and that's what happened. Because the other thing that's jarring about watching that Umaga or Cena Royal Rumble match is that, and you guys brace yourself for this, children and women are there still. Yeah. Fascinating. Not just yeah, that, guys that look like us or worse. Yeah, or their girlfriends that have a look that says... I think I like this, but I don't know. And by that, yeah. I, by this, I mean the relationship. So it's the battle of the billionaires. I don't know why Vince, Vince McMahon clearly picked Umaga because he loves that kind of heel. The the baby face Donald Trump. What a heel turn. The baby face Donald Trump is great. Or here's why he's a baby face. He has more money than Vince McMahon, which also isn't true. Yeah, it's not true. We, not true. Like, not true. Especially now. No, this is. He's just like, he's like all these rich dudes. It's like, technically, he has no money, just so he doesn't have to pay taxes. Yeah, no, it's not technically he has no money. It's what he has is a bunch of, like, he owns his name, but none of those things he owns. It's fucking wild. And we're not getting into the politics of Donald no, Trump. No, 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 you will get into the politics of Donald no, Trump. No, we're getting Let's into the Battle of the Billionaires, which is so good because it's basically just became a meme factory for Trump's last days in office. Like, bear in mind, Umaga is featured in a meme where Trump is punching... What he later then put as CNN, but it was Vince McMahon. That's how crazy this time was. This was also the time of <laughs> Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell. They're going to have a match on WWE TV. This is the proxy, though. He is. Um, he eventually loses Armando Estrada because they're like, stop rolling the R's. And he was like, well, but I get a good reaction. They're like, yeah, just be a rounded heel. And they're like, uh, I don't know how to do that. Also, weirdly, so they have this. Obviously, this character that's rooted in the in deep in the 70s and 80s, and then they stop liking having managers. So Umaga, the whole thing about having a character like this is it's supposed to be like you bring you're bringing King Kong to New York. Like we need all these handlers, and what would happen if they got loose? And it's like, well, turns out he would just come out to his music normally. Still, yeah, it turns out he would just report there normally because he's a performer playing a character. You yeah. weird, weird industry. It, although it would be crazy if like he like went full fucking Stan Hansen in Japan and just started just like going nuts. But I mean, whatever. Anyway, um, oh, also you should say this. Uh, they do like a remember they started the guest host thing. And Steve-O and Chris Pontius from Jackass came out Kevin for the second. Kevin line. No, I mean, do you you don't remember this? Steve-O no-sold the splash. So, Nash. yeah. And then Umaga stomped him in the head and it concussed him for a full day. Didn't remember a full day of his life. I kind of got to tell you. Take a note, well, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Welcome to wrestling, bitch. Also... I don't understand who's uh, like the guest host thing is so we it's so weird. Why did they do that? It's the same thing as like, I mean, we don't do this, but the same thing as podcasts are like, this guy has a lot of Twitter followers and I don't know who the fuck, it, but we never talked before. So let's have an awkward conversation while we get some fucking people to listen to this, but not us. We just want to talk the two of us. <laughs> That's right. No, guess. we'll never have anyone with any Twitter clout on. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I. I mean, I've been arguing, I've been demanding for weeks that we just cancel, we replace all of the information on Twitter with just a single screen-grabbed iPhone note that says, proceed to smoke weed, world is over. That's what I want to put. <laughs> it sounds like we got to be a bit more positive, actually. Yeah, exactly. Well, I want to have old NFL football players who got caught for drug abuse and steroids and no one else. That's, that's what... 
what do you guys you guys watch that fake shit and i'll be like yeah we do and then they just abuse us for an hour we'll we're silent then we go very well sir that'll be the episode i guarantee i would love to do a podcast where we interview people you wouldn't think are wrestling fans because here's the thing is it's that's impossible anyone who i any anytime someone's like i'm a wrestling fan and i'm like wait for it wait for it and then they always are like I I grew into this face. I used to look very different as a child. Like, <laughs> uh, but like yeah, the, Amaga's end is now. so fucking sad because it's basically Battle of the Billionaires. He's a guy. Clearly, he's partying too hard. Gets popped for drugs. Indie circuit dead. Like it's he's yeah dead in months too. Like he's months. the intercontinental he's champion for a hot minute. Um, he beats the shit out of Jeff Hardy. He's still doing great work. They turn him babyface for like nine seconds just because people are like, this, this is guy's, fun. He's hurting this guy people. rules. And also, like, I think a new frontier for that character that would have come up was this is when you're getting the WECW brand split. Yeah. And he would have been great in ECW because I do think it's like a reinvention for that character. Obviously, they didn't do ECW for what it's actually meant for. But like just adding the fact that this guy could beat the shit out of someone so bad they bled. And just like taking him there, taking the character past the PG would have been great for it. And it was just like a new level. Like, obviously, it's the same thing that the Wild Samoans did where, you know, you cover yourself in blood and whatever. But also the thing he never did was, you remember the head shrinkers used to just straight up eat raw chicken? Like, at least they didn't do that where they were like, mm, no, I don't remember that. Salmonella is probably too far. No, dude. Watch old Royal Rumble. I think it's Royal Rumble 93. They give a promo where they're just fucking eating a goddamn raw chicken. It's Survivor Series. I know exactly what you're talking about because they're on the foreign fanatics. Yeah, they're just eating a raw chicken. Abdullah the Butcher. And Abdullah the Butcher would do that shit, too. It was like, you you have to get so used to salmonella that you're just like unaffected. It's so funny to recontext umaga as that's as politically correct as vince mcmahon was ever willing to make an island care a polynesian island wrestler yeah you don't have to get salmonella dylan i want you to tell me the best thing and the worst thing about umaga in your opinion the best thing about umaga is is in ring and the worst thing is probably that he did his best work under that gimmick but he made the gimmick work i don't know how he made the gimmick work like to be honest I think That'd the be best like a thing baby about face this guy making in two thousand in the mid two thousands or after the new millennium making a gimmick work was I love America a guy with America pants that's how hard this shit so is easy. to make work. I would say it would be like if you made your gimmick Y two K. He's the Y two K man. <laughs> or a guy came out. I guess we have Hangman Page now, but like a guy came out as just a straight up fucking cowboy and was like, "I'm a cowboy and I have a lot of goats," and everyone was like, "I like that." I'm going to say this. I could give a fuck about Hangman Page. I don't understand why. Whoa. Yeah. Attention, everyone. Oh. I didn't care about that title change, nor did Ooh. I think it was significant in any yeah. way. And I don't I don't like it. Yeah, there you go. That's John Bayless, Skip Hastings. Let's go. That's right. Um, best thing about Umaga, you're 100% is in ring. Worst thing overall about him, worst finishing mover, maneuver uh, in it's the last 30 move. years. No, not as bad as, honestly, not as bad as the Tongan death grip, where when the Tongan death grip was put on, it's around the throat. I but, agree like, with you, but the Tongan... Sometimes would miss, the Tongan... and it would just be holding the dude's chin, and he'd be like, oh, you must oh, yeah. be fucking killing his chin. Yeah, the Tongan death grip's also pretty shit, but the Tongan death grip was not a finisher. It was a mid, like, Haku's finisher was, I think, um, 
Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Haku win a match. I wouldn't even say worst finisher. When's the last time someone did a heart punch? Not punch the last him in the heart. Years. He's dead now. I mean, probably definitely in the last twenty years. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't like the fucking spike. How about that, Dylan? Dylan, look at me. Standing strikes like that, especially like how the way Umaga did it, where he holds the guy up and then the guy's completely still. Like there's no action. There's no guy moving into it. Like the Superman punch is. Roman Reigns Superman punch. I, a, I don't understand why that was that isn't his finisher. Like everyone does a fucking spear, just make you do different. But like B, it's like he's moving towards the guy. You can do it in so many different ways. There was never like a way Umaga did the uh, Asiatic spike or the Samoan spike where it was like the guy ducks. You know, the guy comes off the yeah. rope and then he fucking hits him. That'd be dope. Anyway. That would be dope. You know what would be dope? Not doing this podcast anymore, and Dylan and I just full jacking off for each other. Show me how much you shoot. Show me how much you shoot. Show it to me. How much do you care? Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, obviously, I mentioned, but we'll have SummerSlam 90 on Patreon at some point. We didn't get some time. John went on tour. Dylan got had to do a bunch of uh, Christmas parties for people that eat their salads. <laughs> You're gonna go on during the dessert. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna go on when everyone's left. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Just gonna be the boss telling you about how much he doesn't like how the male girls are cunt. <laughs> yeah, you're like, she won't oh, suck me off. Anyway, I can't. Say I hope he doesn't in the office. I paid you. I hope he does it loudly and near to my face. And it's like that's right. And he's like that's good. Hey, uh, you're gonna be uh, doing uh, the lunch for the Open Mouth Chewers Association. Oh, good. This doesn't pay enough. Yeah, it does. Anyway, just listen to his chew. No comedy. Um, I played that gig. Dylan, I'm going to go suck myself off now. Oh, I love you. Patreon. And guess what? You can find Dylan. Go ahead. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review for any other information about what we're up to. That once you again, can. we have new episodes. Thank you very much to all our fine Dylan at Dylan God on Twitter or me, uh, the John Hastings on Twitter. Check out the Untitled Twitch stream, my almost daily podcast I do with Ashley Batting and Chris Betts. Chris, uh, Dylan, you were going to thank everyone about Patreon again. Yep. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, it really helps us out. I think, how many are we at? Uh, Give me one second. How many patrons? Give are him we one at? second. Dylan got. We're at Dylan eighty patrons. Got. We're go- We're trying to go for a uh, hundred, and uh, yeah, building to a hundred. Then we'll fucking take a screen cap. We're gonna have more merchandise um, up. I'm thinking of a mug that just says "This is Jizz." Nothing to do with wrestling. And um, you I think you know. Patreon I got. And I got news for you. I'm really pushing for a This Is Jizz mug. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll just do that. I'll design the mug, and uh, it'll take five seconds. And uh, then anyone who gets it will have to hide it from their family. Friends and friends. Their fr- your friends will also not enjoy you drinking out of a mug that says This Is Jizz. <laughs> You're going to have to re- not even watch it in a garage. You'll have to be in the furnace room to use the mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to be in – I've only seen this sometimes, which is – um, in certain places in England, I've seen that they have two sheds, the close to the house shed and the far away shed. The you go far, the far away, away shed. shed. It's very rural. I was in Yorkshire. No one in England isn't scary. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Catch us next week when we talk about someone. My new philosophy, which is life is fear. Next week, we'll be talking about Dylan Gott's favorite wrestler, 
Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're talking. We're doing a Jerry McDivitt episode at some point. So oh, I cannot wait for Jerry McDivitt. I have. I'm gonna go talk. I want to talk to actual lawyers. I want to go to ask them some legal questions about this man. Goodbye, everyone. We love you. Mm-hmm.